welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, there comes times when uh, you got contemporaries in, in, the, in the work that you do. Um, and when I'm talking about the work, I'm talking about Q&A interviewing podcasting. There's two people that come to mind. One is uh, James Lampkin. He's doing whatever he's doing in Maryland, uh, PG County representative, uh, Suitland High School on that one too. And then there's another guy. And this guy, they call us the Mount Rushmore of uh, podcasters that interview, along with, uh, for some reason, King Germ from Procast gets joined on there too. But I have with me Jeremy from Life Unplugged. And today we have an unfiltered episode. An unfiltered episode necessarily with me is the most candid conversation you're going to get with me. It doesn't have a format to it. It doesn't have uh, layers to it. But before I go any deeper, Jeremy, take the floor real quick. Let everybody know about you, about your podcast, where they can find you, meet and greet you across the internet. Yeah, what's up? Yep, that's right. This is me, Jeremy, Life Unplugged Podcast, your premier interview podcast where we tell the story behind the success. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Life Unplugged underscore podcast and on Twitter at Life Unplugged underscore one where we, you know, we push the limits a little bit on Twitter. Uh, we say some stuff over there that we can't say on Instagram too much, but make sure you follow me. But yeah, I have a interview podcast it didn't quite start out as an interview podcast it kind of started off as well I guess at the bare bones of it it was always an interview podcast but it started off as a family interview podcast and just kind of morphed into what it is today where now I interview independent music artists professionals and and mental health and uh you know other podcasters um a wide range of, of people that I've had the opportunity to talk to on various topics. So yeah, that's, that's basically what it's about. And and the great thing about your podcast is uh, you have a who's who of podcasters and uh, guests on there. Like you have everybody that's in anybody that's out there and everybody's in anybody, but I'm just saying in our podcasting realm, which I have, have titled the middle tier podcaster, there's you, there's James Lampkin, there's me. We all interview, but we all interview different. I consider myself Tavis Smiley. I consider you more of a Ted Koppel type of interviewer because you get in depth. You uh, bring a different spirit to it. Uh, and visually, you do better than most when it comes to your advertising and how you do your stuff. Um, that's one thing that I like about you. And then another thing uh, with your podcast, if you head over to listennotes.com and you want to check out the Life Unplugged interview experience, if you go over there, and not only talk about this platform for this one reason, like it gives you stats. It gives your, your show a listening score. It gives it a global ranking on where it sits. So your listening score is 26, which is amazing. Your global rank inside our genre of podcasting is in the upper 10 percentile, which is amazing for a podcast. Um, everybody knows I'm wow. everybody knows I'm a statistic man and I'm this guy that I'm behind the scenes. I'm you come to me when you need information or if you want to, you know, you want to talk about things. And me, you have a good relationship going on. Because you are the king of technology. I'm going to give you this here. I'm a guy, everybody knows I'm the Yeti Mike guy. You can see it right there. Um, <laughs> yep. And uh, we and you've talked about different things from uh, the different ways you record. Because you are one of the only podcasters that records in two different formats. You use a Zoom recorder and you are the king of roadcaster. Sorry, uh, too much game podcast. You're, you're good with it, but you're the king of it. Jeremy says. So, so, so please lead in with this. What made you decide to use these different types of technologies? Because you've owned everything from the Yeti mics to across the board. Well, 
I wanted to be able to be flexible because I do a lot of my recording while I'm traveling. And really it was out of necessity because I broke my roadcaster. So stupid mistake, I left the USB plug plugged in and went to put it in my bag and it got caught on the bag and it snapped the connection. So it would have needed to have been micro solder in order to fix it. And fortunately, um, talking to you, you were like, I, I, I'm pretty sure you were like, do you, maybe you have a warranty, see what they can do with it, call Rhodes. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, you told me to call, it was, you, you told me to call Rhodes, see what they could do with it. I called Rhodes and they were like, lo and behold, I had a two-year warranty. The only downside was I had to ship it to them and it was going to take eight weeks. And I had interviews lined up. So you and somebody else, uh, Adrian from Midlife Craven, actually put me onto the Zoom P4. And they were like, I just went and bought it. I didn't even, I just bought it, shipped it. I never, I didn't use it. I just had it sitting in a box. And I actually canceled a couple of interviews. And remember, you and I were working on a couple of different things with the iPad. And I was like, man, yeah. this isn't going to work for what I want to do. So finally, I busted out the box and I was working with the uh, uh, John Hurst from the Hurst Brothers podcast, and they okay. also use the P4. And he was giving me some some pointers and some tips on using it. So I said, let me let me break this out and see what it's about. So I broke it out. I started using it, and um, it worked really good. Honestly, I mean, in compare that the P4 in comparison to the Rodecaster. To me, exactly the same. Quality was exactly the same. The only difference is you lose some features. Um, the Rodecaster obviously has a lot more features, but the Zoom P4 has the features that you need to accomplish what you want. As a matter of fact, I think I had got even a little bit better sound quality out of the P4. Now with the Rodecaster, you can tweak some stuff to make it sound better. And I actually figured out something that I had been doing wrong, but um, the sound quality was A1. So in the, in the interim, Rode contacted me, told me that they couldn't fix it in Indiana. They had to ship it to California. Ooh. They shipped it to California and it took four or five more weeks. They couldn't fix it in California. They just gave me a new one. <laughs> so they shipped me up so i got a brand new roadcaster i haven't even taken it out the box yet because i've used the p4 it's still convenient to travel with i still got a brand new roadcaster in the box at home but i got the p4 that i can put i could put the p4 in my back pocket it's battery operated it works with all the mics and stuff that you need hooks right up to your laptop i mean it's it's perfect so Really, it was out of necessity, but I'm glad that I have two different ways that I can do it. And, and also a backup way, if I wanted to do a solo episode, you could use Ferrite, you can use GarageBand, and this is all stuff that you hit me up with. A Ferrite I had heard about before, yeah. Uh, but it is, it is $30 to do Ferrite. <laughs> it is $30, but it works. So if you needed to do a solo episode, you could absolutely do a solo episode. So um yeah, co collaboration and communication is key. You know, not being afraid to reach out to people. Uh, you know, we text each other on our personal number, call yeah. each other. Hey, I got a question, whatever. Um, and we cannot be afraid to do that or be too proud to do that or, you know, be like 
hoarding information. If we have the information, let's share it. I try to share that, like the information you give me, I try to give it to other people too. Yeah, because like no doubt, like everybody knows my persuasion is the portable option on what you can do. And with which the setup that you got, I know you're going to put a tutorial on at one point or at some point in the near future. Like, I like what you got going because even with the P4 and everything like that, we'll have to talk about it behind the scenes later. I'll have to send you this video. Homeboy got it working on the iPad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a if, little maneuver. If you have the, yeah, you got to have all the dongle hookups for it. But yeah, you can do it. Yeah. So, so my thing is, is like, my emphasis is on portable studios. Because you never know what's going to happen. And, like, like, you know, in the same hemisphere, even though I'm the king of the Yeti mics, I carry a dongle. and We hook four mics up, and we got a studio. We got a real live studio in any hotel I'm yeah. at because that's how we live our lives on the road. So I can get a conference room and have people in it, and we do shows. So that's one thing that I really appreciate about you there. Now, we're going to get deeper into some stuff real quick because, like I said, it's unfiltered, so we're going to go all over the place. Um, you are right, a. Let me hold on. I got, let me turn this air off so we won't get no background. Yeah. All right, we're back from a little quick break that we had to take. Uh, and y'all know, like always, there'll be some kind of ad or something, random shit that'll go in there or that, because that keeps the lights on and keeps West Virginia in commonplace as the number five podcast in West Virginia. Don't care about what we are, regional or national. Just in the state of West Virginia, number five, so we'll keep moving with that. And let's get into some serious business. You were what I call a podcaster's podcaster. And when I say that, I say it clearly like this. People admire the work you do. And initially, when me and you first started talking, you didn't, you and James Lampkin had the same uh, kind of response. Y'all didn't realize how much admiration you get in the building. Ne- neither one of y'all, I-, I guess it's just because of the way people come to me and, and how things happen. Everybody respects your podcast on a level like with, with you, they tie you and Podcastagram together, Patrick, both y'all two together because of the, the, the uh, content that y'all have provided in the past. And that has been one of the things like that I wanted to talk to you about. What is it like having that kind of pressure on you? I mean, I know you're going to give me an obvious answer like, oh, I don't see the pressure. But what is it like having that pressure on you? Because you have a name. You have the same kind of respect that I have in this business. And when you do something, people are going to pay attention and they're going to follow suit to what you do. Or they're going to like with the, with the, the speed challenges that you do and different things like that. People are going to imitate. People are going to. Uh, jump onto those things. So how do you deal with that kind of pressure? Well, the first thing is that um, I, I I study the craft, which a, a lot, I don't know how many people do that, but like I study other great interviewers. I know, I, I know what my vision is for my podcast. Uh, my vision is that, you know, initially I wanted to be known as almost like a Larry King type interviewer. Larry King always interviewed, you know, he'd be sitting down with Jay-Z one week and then Martha Stewart the next week and then Colin Powell the next week. And then somebody, you know, some British prime minister or something the next week, you know, and, and that's really the vision that I have for my podcast. So I have a clear vision of what I want my podcast to be. I don't want it to be like everybody else. I don't want to talk to the same people all the time. I want it to be different. And um, so I have an interview that I did with a woman who is uh, an adult advocate, uh, an advocate for adult autism. Okay. Nobody's talking, nobody's talking about that. You know, no. nobody's talking about that. 
I did an interview with Arielle Johnson. She was a traumatic brain injury survivor. Yes. Nobody won. I mean, I know you did an interview with her. But it was um, after you, after I heard yours. It was after, right. Nobody, nobody was, nobody was doing it. I, I wanted to be different. I wanted my guests to look different. I wanted them to have something different to say. So I just look for different. Um, collaboration is key. So sometimes you do have to connect with other podcasters. So I really, I don't, I am selective with the podcasters that I do pick. I try to pick ones that I vibe with. Um, because when you don't have a vibe and it just doesn't work out, but I just have a clear vision of what I want my podcast to sound like and what I want it to be. So, um, the pressure in algorithm or Twitter algorithm puts on all of us, you know, Oh, I got to do a reel. Oh, I got to do a story. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to put. So I stopped, I took that pressure off of me, (laughs) you know, I stopped where I I just eliminated that pressure because I don't have time. I don't have the time to spend on social media the way that, you know, when early in the pandemic, when we had, a little bit more time and I had time to post different stuff. If you notice, I really don't post as much as I used to. True. I, I really, and if you look at my feed, um, it's really streamlined to just focusing on the podcast. When I post a podcast episode, I, every now and then I do a clip and I don't even leave it on the main grid for more than a couple of days. I take it off the main grid and put it on the back page. Um, so I really just have a, I just, I know what the vision I have for my podcast and I really just eliminated the social media pressure to, to constantly have to post because everybody has a different opinion about you got to post this, you got to post that. Well, you know what? There's some people that have really good content that don't post at all. True. <laughs> they don't post at all. They don't, they don't focus on that. They focus on doing the content. So what I decided to do is to study the craft. So I, I listen to other interviewers. I read books on interviewing skills or articles on how to interview people. Um, I look at other people that I think are good interviewers, you know, that are top notch, Larry King, Oprah Winfrey, um, you know, uh, and some, you know, some, some of the newer ones, Shannon Sharp, you know, I listen to, you know, some of his interviews, some of them I think I'm better than honestly, <laughs> but you know, they have the celebrity to go with them, but I really just try to uh, do that. And um, I think that for me, speaking has always been something that I've been good at. Um, you know, some little fun facts about me that I was um, going back to high school and college years. I was a part of uh, future business leaders of America where basically four years in a row, I won first place in impromptu speaking and public speaking. And so it's something that's always been a part of kind of what I do. So I said, well, this is a good opportunity. People always said I had a radio, a voice for radio. That's one thing that people always say that, man, you have the perfect podcast voice. You have like a radio type voice. So that's something that I've just always, that I try to use. So I just eliminate the pressure. I find out where the pressure is coming from. For me, it was coming from feeling the need to post constantly on social media and I just eliminated that I don't I post when I have the episode coming out and and I just use the stories if I see something I want to post in the stories I post in the stories all right and, and I give it to you that that's amazing that you do that because so many people feel pressure and everybody knows that I got podcast talks and different things going on and automation is key with me like I said from November till now 
I've been doing less and less interviews. I've probably done five interviews. And it's because, like, like you said, the social media pressure, like, that's one thing that I, that I was like, man, I'm never going to let that happen to me because I'm one of them, them computer dudes. I'm like, we got to, we got to automate this. At first, it was Hootsuite, and I was yeah. spending a little money. And then Facebook Business Suite to keep the Instagram up. Mine is kind of like a, it's like crack. I just throw it all out there. You get repeat stuff, but that repeat stuff, yeah. it, it's not like I'm actually getting online. And I turned off notifications. That was the one key thing that I had to do. No notification comes on. Me too. If me and you are going to be cordial, you're going to have my phone number. You can text me. You can call me anytime. It don't matter. That's how I'm going yep. to be with certain podcasters. And then the other thing that I had to do, too, um, and it happened to me, and this is one thing that uh, that I, I gravitated to. Uh, I have some controversial uh, thoughts on certain things. And actually, on your show, I gave one of those out there. And that, that episode's coming out next uh I want to put it out next week, but I got to wait two weeks. I gotta wait two weeks. I gotta yeah. wait a little bit. I gotta let I gotta let this one that I just did was so problematic. Yeah. Yes, I gotta, gotta let, let this one marinate because because yeah. that one got some controversial stuff in it too. Yeah, and and, and my thing is like I realized like in, in podcasting, podcasting is like professional wrestling. You've got baby faces like us, and then you got heels. And there's certain people that are heels that don't need to mesh with certain baby faces. And, and I, me and the heel became aligned, and then we had a little falling out. And then he turned into a baby face, and now he's back to being a heel. So he's doing what he does. So I learned that there's a good guy and bad guy in podcasting. We don't need to differentiate them. Let that person be whoever they are and move on from that. But right. one thing that I don't like in podcasting is uh, this whole deal of people buying views, buying downloads, and stuff like that, because it has oversaturated our market so bad now. And not to say any names on anybody, but I can look at stuff. And, and this is, they call this the, the JR King Germ rule. If you got 4,000 people watching your thing, I need to see 10% down in your comments at the, at the least. And and when I start, when all this uh, hoo-ha about downloads and streams and everything got uh, caught up, I just took a second and stepped back from myself. And I'm like, uh, because Dylan and consultant, I had a person that has a hundred thousand downloads and this, this and that. Right. But you know, I, I have access to chartable and things and I can see exactly what your direct downloads are. So no one can lie to me about what you get. I can see it. You can see it if you pay for it. Anybody can. And Spotify bought up Chartable. So now all of our download results are going to be faulty anyway. That's something that just happened a week ago. So my whole whole thing is, and my whole business structure has changed, and I I tell people this, worry about the content that you're creating. The content will sell itself, and then people are going to gravitate to it. Don't be out here trying to be a success and monetize at the same time. Become a success and then monetize. And me and you both know Dolomite. Dolomite speaks a lot of uh, truth from Too Much Game Podcast. And um, one thing that a lot of podcasters do, and I want your opinion on this, and I and this, this I was faulty of this at one time when I very first started. A lot of people try to withdraw that what they can't, what they haven't deposit. Have you ran into any issues where, you know, sometimes? We hear stories about we hear something about downloads that it just sometimes like man this shit is just too far fetched. I just gotta put my hands over my ears and not even listen. Have you had any instances like that? Not personally on my podcast. I mean, listening to other people. Sometimes I think that some of this. <laughs> sometimes I think that some of the stories that people tell sometimes on, on their live or whatever. Sometimes it seems like a little far fetched, but I don't know. You know, it's not for me to judge that. Right. You know, people. People want to sell. They want to sell their podcast. They want to sell their brand. 
you know, more power to them. You know, there's people out here scamming people for money. And I mean, advertisers, you know, big advertisers, you know, big ones, Target, Walmart. They don't, oh, don't do say the Walmart. same thing. They oh, not Walmart. Well, <laughs> not Walmart. <laughs> Nike, Adidas, they all doing the same thing. They all selling us a dream. That's all that they're, they're, they're all selling. They're trying to get you to click. It's all clickbait. It's all advertisement. So, you know, if people are taking a page out of um, their book, they're more power to them. I know that there's a lot of artists. I know that uh, from some stuff that I read that someone like uh, Travis Scott was buying streams. Yeah, you French know, Montana. Drops an album, French Montana buying streams. Hey, if they made them a couple of dollars, I mean, it's not the most authentic way to do it. But if that's how they do it, if that's how they get down, that's how they get down. Me personally, I I like to see my stuff go up authentically. So when I when I say that I got I made a post that I had a thousand followers on Twitter, that's authentic followers. That's me communicating with the people, following people back. People follow me, I follow them, communicating, laughing, joking, and building up that following. You know, that's I I like to do that. I would rather have two thousand authentic followers than twenty thousand people that I don't interact with at all. But that's just me. And also, it depends on what you're in it for. So, if you're in it, if you're in this podcast thing to monetize and to make money, then you need to use every angle that you can. And if that means buying followers. If that means selling, you know, stretching the truth a little bit or whatever you got to do, do it. You know, and if people are going to buy your merch and if they're going to buy your podcast or buy your Patreon, then that's a come up for you. Me personally, I'm not going to do it because I'm not in it for money. Right. It's not the, the, the ROI is not that it's it's not it doesn't. That's I'm not I'm not in it for that. Okay. So it doesn't it's not a big deal to me i don't need to have my page say i have ten thousand followers it's pointless to me because i'm not i'm just not in it for that but if you in it for that then you need to use every angle that you possibly can use tiktok you know instagram you need to buy followers you gotta buy ads people buy ads <laughs> so let me ask you this what's the difference if you buy followers or if you buy ads so true. Same thing. So true. So you know, true. It's no, it's no, it's no different. So use every angle. If you're trying to make money on this, use every angle that you can use. So I'll knock nobody that, that does that. It's not for me because that's not what I'm looking to do personally. Okay. And I can agree with that. Cause like I say this and I say this with my story alone and this is closeted. Cause I don't give every, we never, nobody ever gives everything out, but this is real simple. When I first started out, I made a mistake and I went the free route with everything. I didn't invest into anything I did except for my actual limited run merchandise. The microphones, I had this shitty $5 microphones I got out. The, the, uh, I was getting my microphones out of those bins or those pallets. Wow. I was getting them off the Amazon <laughs> thing just because oh, you, man. Yeah. You, know, you know, sometimes you can get a deal in a passive roadcast, a roadcast that I really wish I had got it because I could have got it for 80 bucks. It was, it was yeah. the thing. And I yeah, because they're not cheap. Uh, so I said next time I see Amazon return on something like that, it's mine. But um, yeah. 
inside everything, like the mistake I made was I should have invested in my podcast earlier. It took me, I had to literally, and this is the one secret that, that people don't want to let slide. I had, I have a business sense for this because of what I do in real life. So the one reason why I was able to get to where I got to and have gotten and stayed where I'm at is because I realized that people have tax write-offs. I found a silent partner and this is right here today. If anybody has any questions, I will answer this. Uh, you can DM me. I went and found a silent partner to be inside my podcast. Somebody that needed a tax write-off for their podcast. I mean, for their taxes, a, a nice company out of West Virginia. And I did that because like, Hey, if my podcast doesn't, didn't get to where I wanted to and, and didn't build up my sometime cinema business, then, you know, I was going to have to figure out if I was going to keep hardcore podcasting and doing and doing more consulting work. So once I figured that out, a silent, there's so many people that are silent partners. It could be to do with the snowplow that shovels the snow off the streets of uh, the 215 where you're at. And people want to invest money that way because it's a, it's a fail safe for them. And it's, a, it's paying me, but it's taking care of their taxes. So I tell people, yeah. I tell people inside monetizing, you know, getting these ads, doing all this extra stuff, all that stuff will come in good time. But yeah, but the problem that we have today is, is that people are missing an element in the business. And this is something that I picked up now and it's called BTS behind the scenes. So like we're meeting, you would do this show right now, right? If I had to organize it a little better, cause we're doing this on the fly. I would have had yeah. you, I, I would have scheduled us to do this like at nine o'clock. And then I would ask you from 10 to 10 to 10 20 to go on live. And me and you shoot the breeze with some random ass questions to right. build up some behind the scenes there. And I would have took it a step further. I would have took it a step further before I even recorded with you. I would have had the iPad set up, the this setup right here. And I would have filmed with my extra camera, you know, because you got the extra camera too. I would have yep. filmed, I would have filmed everything around me real quick without me in it. That's what was going on, on TikTok. The extra behind the yeah. scenes stuff that you do there, those are the little things that I try to hone people on. on I'm like, you don't have to be all over social media doing all this extraness. I did the unboxing for the new Yeti, Mike. You know what I'm saying? And I did it 15 seconds. Bam, that's behind the scenes. That's letting somebody know how to stay in touch with you, giving them a little intimacy. So, so one thing that I'll even add a step further, right? And I, this is, <clears throat> I always go to the core of it because a lot of people hit me up in the DMs, especially some of the new podcasters when they just coming in to you know the game and just into the, the little community that we have um there's two key things that people have to understand before they even record one episode the first reason is are you doing it for a hobby or are you trying to make money on it you have to really seriously identify that uh, because there's two different approaches that you need to take um, if you're going to do it and you want to make money or if you just want it to be a hobby. So you need to understand why you're doing it uh, right out the gate. And if you're not sure, then you should do it as a hobby for a little bit with no expectation just to see, just to try it out. But the problem is people come in and they do it to, to they think that they're going to make money. Right. <laughs> they see these, they see the Joe Rogans, they see the Gillian Wallow, they see the call her daddies, they call they see the, the they see the numbers that they signing off on. They seeing all these celebrities coming in, getting X number of downloads and signing these signing with these media companies. And everybody thinks they're gonna do that. And it ain't like that. 
So you need to understand, is this a hobby or am I really trying to make some money on it? Because if you're really trying to make some money on it, you got to do a lot of education. You got to really invest. You got, it costs money to make money. You right. have to really invest in your microphone. You have to invest in a treated room. You might want to invest in some cameras. So, and it doesn't have to be expensive, but you're going to have to invest in it. That's the first thing. The second thing is where people mess up is they don't know their why. If I yes. ask you what your podcast is about, you should be able to tell me in like three words. Oh, you have a podcast? What's it about? It's a sports podcast. It's an interview podcast. It's a relationship podcast. It's a mental health podcast. It's a, you should be able to tell me. Then if someone has a follow-up question, like, oh, okay, then you can go into the explanation. But if I come to you and I ask you what your podcast is and you got to give me this whole explanation and this whole, you know, book about it, and then you don't know why you're doing it. Not so you have to know, you have to know your why. If you can identify your why first and whether or not it's a hobby or if you're trying to make money, once you can do those two things, then you can move forward. That'll give you a clear vision of how you should move forward. And, and I wholeheartedly can go with that because this is the thing I tell people. I put mine in a bland category. I am a society culture podcast. Once I say that, you can't, it just that makes me a variety show for anything. Society culture. Yeah. Um, you, could, me, you could have, and that could be, that could be your answer too. Like, oh, I just have a variety of topics. I just talk about a variety of topics. Well, if you're a person that talks about a variety of topics, then your the the road to making money is going to be longer. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you need to understand that ahead of time. You know, it's a lot easier if you can clearly define and say I have a sports podcast because now you have all now you have an audience. You know, and then, you know, so anyway, go ahead. What was your question? All right, so so here here goes my question for you. So inside all the genres of podcasting, where do you think your show fits the best the reason and i'm gonna give you a little spiel real fast the reason that i did society culture when i started out is because society culture has subgenres that go below well i looked at and you know i'm a scientist so i looked at every how the how they rank stuff and how people do stuff if you stick with society and culture you can be a comedy podcast relationship q a like what we do um and I even do solo episodes. I even do movie reviews with, with the old lady sometimes. So, yeah. I, so because I didn't want to put a cap on it, because like when I listen to a relationship podcast, someone that always just talks about relationships, I kind of get dead on the situation because I'm like, y'all got skills, you could do so much more. Um, you know, and, yeah. and then, I say that all the time. Yeah. So, so what do you? So, where would you categorize your podcast? Where do you? Where do you like to have so, it sitting? Yeah, so I do have my podcast categorized under society and culture only because there's not a genre for Q&A interview. It's just not, there's just not one there. But in reality, what I am is an interview podcast. That's a genre in itself. Yes. That's, that's, you know, that's a, you know, there are, because if you think about it, someone like, uh, I'll just take Shannon Sharp. He is an interview podcast. Yes. He just interviews celebrities, you know, uh, Joe, uh, Fat Joe. He's an interview podcast. The Lil Wayne podcast. It's an interview podcast. 
all of these guys are bringing on Gillian Wallow. They are interview podcasters. They interview rap rappers. I mean, they do have funny stories and stuff, and you do need to have different, as you grow your podcast, you can have different, you know, bits or whatever. But at the end of the day, these are all interview podcasters. That's what they do. So that's, to me, that, that's the genre in itself because so many Nori, you know, drink champs. Yeah, what is that? That's an interview. That's an interview podcast, right? It's just that they're interviewing old school hip hop, you know, artists. Where Gillian Wallow interview new school hip hop artists, you know, where Shannon Sharp interviews people in sports, sports legends, champions, stuff like that. Mike Tyson and Mayweather, and he had Dame Dash on there. He's an interview podcaster. You know, it's not a talk show. When he goes to first take, I mean, not first take. When he goes to undisputed. That's a talk show. That's a different, that's a sports podcast. That's a totally different thing. You know, so, so they're not interviewing people. Yeah, every now and then they have guests that come on, but they're not interviewing. So interviewing to me, that's a genre by itself. And that's where I really classify myself. But yeah, society and culture, because that's the only box that they give you to check yeah. <laughs> on Spotify. So, so we all definitely use that one. So now uh, I pay homage to a show uh, a news magazine called 2020 as when I was growing up as a kid come on uh, 10 o'clock on Friday nights after you know TGI Friday was off Barbara Walters Diane Sawyer uh, John Stossel was the comedian on there he had the little funny bits on there but Barbara Walters and Diane Sawyer they were the interviewers for me in my life I had Ted Koppel uh, I, I pay a lot of homage to Tavis Smiley too because Tavis Smiley is one of the most underrated interviewers he went big mm-hmm. to me how do you go from BET to being on PBS like that is to me, the uh, yeah. the achievement in our society, and he, and as a black man, which I like, we we all kind of put him to the side. We don't pay him any mind. Tavis Smiley did more for us as journalists. We're your journalists, just like I am. That's he the, did. That's what we are. It, to me, he did more for our for us as journalists than anyone else in this generation. Um, so I pay homage to him. But going back to 2020, so here's some hard hitting questions. Uh, these are Podcast politics. And the reason I want to ask you is because you put me on the hot seat about some stuff on your show. So here's some here's some stuff. And and what we're going to do, what we're going to straight stay away from is this one thing in podcast politics. I do not care about podcast beefing. Um, I've had three major feuds. I had an international feud and I made money off of it. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave the feud out of this because no one cares about what another podcaster does because we do the same thing. We just use different mics. That's the only difference. We use different editing software. Okay, yep. now the story of Jeremy from the perspective of me. Um, you were in the podcasting game. You were good to to go. Like you would like from what you and Podcastgram had going prior to the championship. Which one day I'm going to do an episode about the championship. I'm going to do the history of that because that is something that changed the middle tier podcasting for all of us. It opened up gates and it's put us in these opportunities we have right now. Me and you would have linked up somewhere down the road because we were we were hidden but it was certain other people that I would have never been involved with had it not been for that. So I always see that as a blessing, but we won't talk about that today. Cause I'm going to do a podcast pop-up with that and have everybody on for that. Y'all know me. I try to milk everything until it's dry. <laughs> so, so, so here's our podcast politic. It's called reciprocity and podcast. And I have an episode coming out soon. I should have got you for this. Here it goes. Here's podcast reciprocity for you. Me, for instance, I am a giver. I do not want anyone to support my podcast. And I say this in a nice light when I say this. I know how to market my podcast. I know how to get listeners. I've got 
tactics for it. So when I big up another podcast, I'd never expect them to big me up. But if you're a colleague of mine, if me and you are side by side like we are right now, I'm going to show love to your podcast. And if you hear something in my catalog, because everybody knows that I don't care if you share, if you hear something in my catalog and you like it and you want to share it, fine and dandy. It's not going to hurt me if you do or if you don't. But what I like in podcasting is getting the same respect when it comes to when I put out something on those podcast talks or something of quality. Someone just even stopping in for two seconds or even viewing it, even if I never see that you viewed it. That's the kind of reciprocity I want. But some people want this kind of reciprocity. They want follow for follow, sub for sub. Um, and the one that I hate, and I do this for everybody. And some people, like I did I did this for you today because I know that you don't catch stories all the time. So I tagged you in yeah. So Problematic because on my six-hour ride from wherever to wherever, um, I don't want to get pop smoke out here, so I don't want nobody knowing I'm at. <laughs> but anyway, so so um, I, I got to listen to your show. I got to listen to Dolomites. I got to listen to a few other ones that I hadn't been able to listen to. Just because I, you know, drive, you know what six hour drive time is. So yeah. you got you got enough time, you can listen to anything you want. So I had time to listen. And once I got finished, you notice you've seen something pop up about your show. And I did that because I know that you guys are busy and stuff like that. Y'all work like I work. Well, me and you personally work the same kind of level. So yeah. our, our understanding is I don't have time to look at everybody's story to see if you posted about West Virginia Complex or Life Unplugged. But if you tag me, much power to you. Certain people I'll tag, certain people I won't. So I tagged y'all because I got a chance to listen to it. I was like, man, I really, I'm feeling this. And the rest of the, this, this season this year, I'll just give you your flowers on it. This season this year is your best season. You had quality guests in other ones, but this season you honed your craft this year. Something, yeah. something about the water uh, you drank. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Something about, <laughs> but listen, something about the water you drinking now, you stop drinking alkaline water, you drinking natural water. Right now, or you might be drinking tap. I don't know. You're doing something different. You might be in a gym or you're thank golfing. You. I also, we might have changed something. I appreciate that. But yeah, always, always. So um, my thought is, what is your thoughts on reciprocity and podcasting? Do you feel that you have to do a sub for sub or do you have to do a share for share? Because I tell people like this, if you acknowledge my podcast in speaking, if you and some other podcasters say, man, JR got out here and did a good live talking about this or that, and he put me in a direction that I might want to go get a, an Apple MacBook or MacBook Pro, some crazy headphones. I decided to, to carry my content over to Apple because it's an easier way to, to provide great sound because you got GarageBand logic and all that stuff. That's the type of respect I like. I don't care if someone right. gives me, because we're podcasters. I don't need another podcaster to download my episode, listen to it, and like it. No. Yeah. So for, for me, um, I, ha I just live by what you see is what you get. If I listen to your podcast, it's because I liked it. You know, if I, I might have listened to it and if I didn't like it, most times I, I don't repost it. If the sound quality is bad, if the content is bad, I don't repost it. I mean, I ain't going to put that out there. You, you may not even know that I listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I try to at least give it five minutes, you know, and, but I can tell you, I can tell right from the very beginning. If you don't have no format, I could tell, like you could just tell right out the gate and I'm out. <laughs> but if I listen to you and if I listen to your whole podcast and I like something that you do, I'll post you, I'll put you on my story. I don't expect for people to do that back. I, I, I don't even, I don't even care if, for people to do it back. I have had people 
hit me up and say, oh, can you make sure you re reshare that for me? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll reshare it. If somebody asked me, I'll definitely reshare it. But I personally don't. For me, what, what, I, what I have pretty much stayed true to this. When I first came into you know, this podcast community, there was a handful of people. And I, when I say handful, I mean like less than a handful of people that were very kind and you know you know sharing i'm talking about when i had like no followers you know when i was like you know basically hoping somebody would listen you know to an episode there was like you know a few people two three people um yash from i've said this a million times yash from wine time podcast i've said it on many other platforms she was one, she was the first person that I ever interacted with. And she was the first person to give me like positive, like, hey, you can do it. You know, she gave me tips and tricks and different things. And it was really just from tuning into one of her Thursday night lives. And um, uh, there was uh, Cindy Rosa from Cougars and Clitties. She was another one early on that I jumped on one of her lives and asked her some questions and she hit me with some good information. So like I said, it was like a, a few people. And then of course, Pat from podcast, me and Pat connected really early on and, you know, we developed a relationship and really started working together and our personalities vibed. And, you know, we were able to, you know, um, you know, I had them on my support series podcast. And so I, from the very beginning, I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be that person that a, a new podcaster coming in is going to say, oh, I can reach out to that guy, you know, or you say you meet a new podcaster. I might not even know that they knew. And you say, you know who you want to talk to? You want to go talk to Jeremy from Life Unplugged. He's somebody that you can hit up and he will get back to you and he will answer the question. and He will, he will listen to your podcast or whatever, you know, so I've tried to be that person and many people have over the, this year and a half that I've been doing it. Many people, many, many people have hit me up. Hey, what you think about this? Hey, can you listen to my podcast? Hey, can you do this? Hey, what kind of mic do you use? Hey, what do you think about roadcaster? Should I buy a roadcaster? Should I do this? Or should I do that? So I always wanted to just be that source. And I think that that's why um, I have uh, respect in the podcast community because I don't get on beefs, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get involved in any of that stuff because first of all, I'm 46 years old this year. So, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of the people, there's a lot of people my age, but there's a lot of younger people that are podcasting or a lot of people that are younger than me, you know, um, that are podcasting. So I, I have kind of like that OG status, so I'm not really in, you know, I'm not in the, I'm not in anybody's clip. I'm just like the old head on the corner, <laughs> yeah. you know, watching everybody, <laughs> you know, go, go around, you know. Um, but um, so because, because of that, I never really had to worry about being a part of any kind of beef or anything like that. I just try to be supportive of anybody. Um, if anybody have a question, male, female, white black it doesn't matter if you have a question if i can help you and people have been that for me adrian and obviously in the beginning it was you know yash was one of the main ones 
one of the first ones, but over time, Adrian from um, Midlife Craven, she's somebody that, yo, people, there's a lot, there's a lot that people don't know about her. Like, yo, smart. She had her own social media company before all of this. Um, you know, so she has a lot of knowledge, super intelligent. You know, she has a lot of knowledge. She's somebody that I that I hit up. She hits me up. We communicate. We talk. We have each other's personal number. You know, if there's a question I have, I know I can hit her up. If she has a question, she can hit me up. And we bounce stuff off of each other. But she's somebody that's also like that. Um, of course, Pat, she's somebody. Um, but uh, not everybody's like that. And that's okay. That's how I want to be. So I've, so I've stayed true to that throughout my time as as a podcaster and as new podcasters come in hopefully i you know people know me to be that person and that they just continue to refer people to me and i don't i don't look for a repost i don't look for money i don't look for anything it's just kind of i when i came in i didn't know who to talk to or who was cool or you know whatever and so i want people to come in and be comfortable and that's where the support series podcast came in when I was getting with, um, you know, Y'all Ain't Easy podcast, they had only had like one episode out. When I got with the Carbon Ops podcast, they only had like two or three episodes out. You know, um, Kendra had didn't even have a podcast out right. when, when she was on the Support Series podcast. Um, the Smoke and Word podcast, they was only had about three or four episodes out uh, when they came on. And then, you know, I had a handful of other people, uh, G. George from the G Slate uh, Music Showcase. He had a he had like over 100 episodes out, but he wasn't really a part of the community. Nobody really knew who knew who he was or what he was doing. So I introduced a bunch of artists to him and got my my brother's an independent music artist, got my brother on his show. And, um, you know, they did it. They ended up doing like a two and a half hour episode. Ooh. He was saying it was one of his best episodes. They were just talking. That was just, he had just like an open format, you know, and they listened to music and just talked about life and just growing up. And his story is amazing. You know, like this guy, his father was murdered and they had to overcome, like it was crazy. So that's part of, you know, um, for me, I just always wanted to be that support person for people coming in, you know, to the podcast. So, so that's, that's, that's how I navigate through all of that. Okay. And, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you doing that because um, it's vast amounts of knowledge that different people can give to people. And I like that. And that's the one thing I like about Pat, because Pat will bounce people between you, me, and whoever else that has spectrum, as I call it. And in our different spectrums, we got different ways to help people. And, and that's the one thing I like about the community uh, when the community wants to work together. Because the problem is, is sometimes people forget the unity and community. And that that's what I like about you because you don't get caught up in all that stuff. And, and I'm guilty of it because in certain choice situations, I give help when help is not asked for sometimes. And I've had to learn not to give help at all anymore. Yeah. So, so, so that was a key thing I learned. So I don't give help at all anymore. People come to me and when they ask, we'll go through the, the information or if it's a, so a client that's coming to me, that's a client coming to me. But anybody like, you know how yeah. we chop it up, we chop it up. And other people in the industry, we chop it up. Uh, one guy in particular I want to talk about real quick. I mean, most people would think I'm about to talk to you about Dolomite, but that's not who I want to talk to you about. What are your thoughts on King Germ from Frocast? Yeah. 
underrated, not celebrated enough, amazing podcast. The production is amazing. The content is amazing. It's creative. It's funny. It's authentic. I mean, I didn't really know King Germ and Queen Germ. And I really just saw the post that they were, I, I, I hadn't really listened. Let me put it like, I hadn't really listened to the podcast. I might've tuned in quick for a clip here or there, but didn't really dig really into it until he was going to be on my show. And when he was going to be on my show, of course, I'm doing my normal research and I start listening to these episodes. And I'm like, man, this is, this guy is, he, he's amazing. Like, I mean, like just the, just the comfort, just being comfortable on the microphone. Like I said, the production, the sound quality, the back and forth between him and Queen Germ. It's amazing, man. Like, seriously, like he's just one of these guys that's like, you, you think that you would hear him, you know, that more people would be trying to get him on their show. And as a matter of fact, shameless plug, that that uh, episode that I did with Frocast, a re-airing of that episode is happening tomorrow, live five o'clock on Latte Java Drips Radio. So if anybody hasn't heard that episode, obviously you can go listen to it on all stream platforms. But if you want to hear it live just to support the radio show, the internet radio, go ahead over to LatteJavaDrips.com and that'll be airing tomorrow at 5 p.m. Anyway, okay. All right. Also, so now, see, now, see, now you, so see, now you didn't put me, see, now you didn't put me in a situation with your permission after we're done. We, I might have to turn this into a quick YouTube thing and then, and then, yeah. and then release the podcast later. You know, I, I, I was going to probably push for it like, like next week because, you know, when you get content like this, you know, this is, this is something that has been asked of me. People wanted me to get you on the show, you know, okay. and, it, and, it, and, it, and, and I'll tell you a funny story. Someone asked me if me and you had beef or something. And I, and I told him, I said, no, I said, you have to understand one thing with me and everybody knows this. I am the Kanye West of podcasting. So when I get out here and I start doing shows, it's very sporadic. I don't even like to schedule it. I like to just, if you, yeah. me, me and you learned each other's schedules, we know that we travel and we got certain time we can do shows and yeah. we, just, we make it work. Like I did your show one time I was traveling. You did my show yeah. when you're traveling. And I, yep. I, I tell people when it comes to our normal interviews and stuff like that, yeah, we structure that, but this stuff right here has to be fun. This has to be <laughs> Yeah, it, it has to be exciting. So let's go to, to a hard-hitting question now. All right, y'all okay. here. You, you've been podcasting for a while. You've had your ups and downs, rounds and rounds. Um, what has been, and this is a question I ask everybody. This is a podcast collide question. That's another series that I do with up-and-coming podcasters. But I need a true answer from you on this one. What has been your biggest disappointment in podcasting? And before you answer, before you answer, hold on. Let me catch my breath. My biggest disappointment in podcasting is this, and this gives you filler so that you can think about your answer because I want the best detailed answer you can give me. Because <laughs> this is this is going to be one of the gems in the episode because you got to understand you're a teacher inside podcasting, even if you don't believe it. When people hear this podcast, they're going to be like, Jeremy, JR got on here. These motherfuckers are wordsmiths. They out here, they write parables and laws that we're going to use in 20 years. So, so, so here, here, here's my thing. My biggest disappointment in podcasting is not about the support anymore. I don't care about the support. We're going to all support each other however we do. You're going to make it in podcasting if you want to make it. So I don't have any grief with that. My disappointment in podcasting now, and this is really a, a fickle situation, is people's actual audio work on their episodes. 
I have older episodes where I use cheaper mics and I put those episodes out and them shit sound like garbage. But I'm putting it out because it's content that I sat on. I need to get rid of it. But I say this, and, and I am a thrifty podcaster. I, I go inside five below. I show people where you can get mics. As long as you're not hooking nothing into your uh, 30, 3.5 millimeter jack, you can have a good microphone. But don't put, plug anything where headphones go and think that's going to be a good microphone. That's one thing I tell people. And I will tell somebody, you can go to five below, get a USB mic with a filter and everything on it. You got you, you got two two ways to fix this. And this is this is my, been my pet peeve, and this is why I stepped away from a, of doing a lot of people's shows. Um, if you don't have a microphone and you're recording like right now, the only thing you have to do is turn the volume down on your microphone. Because what Zoom does is Zoom's going to pick a heavy pitch. Because your microphone, we don't know where it is on our computer for real. You know, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, I don't know. Even though I'm all technical and I can see the speaker on the right side where sound comes out, I don't really know where the mic's at. Do you know where the mic's at? Nah. So Not I, at all. Right. So I tell people this. Just if you don't have a mic and you're recording with a phone, that phone has to be in an angle. And I show them the angle. I'm like, you got to turn your phone. This is your iPhone or whatever you're using. Your phone's got to be turned like this. Your microphone's hitting right here. That's one thing that you can visually tell your microphone. So if your microphone's to the side right there, that's unorthodox recording. If you're using your Yeti mic, your Yeti mic is supposed to be straight up, and it sounds better because now you hear me, and it sounds the quality sounds even better, doesn't it? Yeah, the closer you get to it, yep. It's not supposed to be like this. But if you set it up like this, this is the best quality you have, yeah. and I'm going in, and it's like I'm rapping right now. I can just do what I want to do when this thing is rolling. But if I keep it out this far, I can still hear it. I can change the pattern on it. But the last thing that you can do with your microphone does not do the job. You have a doll that is GarageBand, or if you like me on the bootleg tip, I ain't paying $300 for Logic, but I've got the bootleg copy. I'm running my episode through something if I don't have all the necessary hookups. So my disappointment in podcasting is, is that people will not take that episode and run it through Audacity or something to fix the sound if the mic not the best mic to be used. Yeah. So that's my dis- that's just my disappointment. Like you can fix that sound. It's either you got the mic or you fix it with a, a dog. Um so there's there's a well I always like to start with what I think we're doing good. We're podcast is doing good. Okay. And I've been pretty consistent in saying that I I believe that what podcasting did, especially in the post or the COVID pandemic era, I call it, okay, is it has given people a voice. So there are some people who needed, many times you hear people say that podcasting was therapeutic for them because they were able to speak about, um, they were able to speak about their whatever was going on inside. So that was the first thing, they had a voice. Maybe they didn't feel like they had a voice in their family or in their household, but podcasting gave them a voice. It also provided a voice to people who had a product to sell, um, who had a service to sell. It gave them an opportunity now to like get basically free advertisement because there are some podcasters that do have big followings. So if someone's selling a product, that's, you know, that people are interested in and you get on one of these platforms that has a decent following. Like I always say, if you get one, one 
extra follower, you get one extra purchase, you get one extra anything, then the podcast did its job. So that's where I think that, you know, we're doing good. And I kind of stick to that. I think that even to now we as we enter post COVID era, I believe that podcasting still provides that voice for people. And now people are, are not afraid to speak up and, t- and tell their, their truth in many instances. So I think that that's what we're doing good. Number one, where I think that we could use some improvement is, is excuse me, is exactly what you said. The, the production part of our podcast. Not just on the microphone. The microphone is the start. The sound quality on some podcasts is just not good. And I know for me personally, if I listen to your podcast and um, your sound quality is bad, I automatically tune out, right? I like to, me personally, I like to hear an intro. I like to hear a little bit of an intro music or intro something that draws me into your podcast. I'm, I'm prepared and I like podcasts that have a format. Yes. I, I personally don't like podcasts that are random. Every time you turn it on, you get a different startup or they go on rambling on, you know, for long periods of time. And um, so your production, so the microphone, um, I know we're limited with Zoom, but there are other ways to record video. You could you could use, uh, or I mean, they're pay, it's a pay site, but you could use um, Zencaster. And let me tell you, if you haven't used Zencaster, the quality on Zencaster is like the person is sitting right there. I mean, it is phenomenal. So if, you know, people really want to improve their quality, they can use uh, sites like Zencaster. And that right there would boost um, your quality of your production. But I just think that we have to add a little bit of time and energy to our production. And there are a lot of podcasters out there that do a very, very good job with their production, having different skits, having different bits that they do, having certain little uh, I like this one thing that Dewan does. Explain your tweet. I think that's super creative. You know, uh, Adrian from Midlife Craving does uh, the five-minute orgasm, where <laughs> for the first five minute, for the first five minutes of her show, she just talks about what's going on in her life. It's a clever way to draw people in, right? She's not really talking about sex in that five minutes. As a matter of fact, that's probably the part of her podcast that's not about sex. <laughs> yet she she you see so you see how clever and creative that is to draw people in um so there are a lot of people that are that are uh, very um creative in that way and, and uh, i like the when it comes to just overall production and format i like to see podcasters improve in that way and if you want to get noticed and if you want to get followers you know that's improving your production is is key but your content is important you have to have content that people that's going to draw people in and listen every your podcast is not for everybody right you know know, not everybody wants to hear interview podcasts and those people don't listen to that so some people that's boring Unless, unless I was able to get Mayweather or Dane Dash or somebody onto my podcast, 
more than likely, unless people just enjoy hearing uh, interview podcasts, or once people get to know the quality of your product, of your brand, of your podcast, once people go, oh, Jeremy, I like his voice. I like, I like, I like the way he interacts with people. I like the way he talks to people. I like the way he formulates his questions. I like how he draws people out. That's how you start to build up a fan base, essentially. So we have to put some thought into our production, the overall production from sound quality to video, if we're going to do video to an intro, an outro, an outline of how the flow of our show is going to go. Give some consideration to how long your podcast is. You yes. know, now some, some it, you know, it works for it works for people to some people to have the hour and a half long podcast, and that's fine. But no matter what, we have to, you know, have these production meetings. You know, when when um when and I always use these sports shows, but when uh Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, they don't just show up at nine thirty and go on the air and start talking about the football games from the weekend. In the basketball game, no, they get there like six in the morning. They got hair and makeup. They got production green green room meetings or production meetings, stats meetings. They got a meeting they do together. They got meetings they do separate with their individual people. That show is produced like it's laid out. It's not random. They have the papers in front of them. They have someone in their ear telling them to keep them on track. It's feeding them facts and things of that nature. So the production is very important. And I think that that's an area that we just have to do a little bit better in. And it's an area that I always, that I'm, and it's not, again, it's not to put myself above or to say that I don't, that I'm perfect at it. No, I have to always constantly give consideration to, to my format and to my production and to make sure that I stay on brand with what my vision is for my podcast. Okay. And I like that because people give me flack because my shows are scripted. I do this unfiltered series. So that we I, can script, talk. I script my shows too. People call me and they're like, I don't want the script. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't have to, get, I still do it though. Like I just don't email it to them. Yeah. And, and my thing is <laughs> you know? like, I like to have an outline of the questions and I mean, and I don't ask them in that order and I don't use all of them, but no. Sometimes in the conversation, you get dead air with certain guests because you, I've gotten hype on guests and they sound good for the first 15 minutes. Yep. And I got to pick up their slack. And I, they call me yeah. the filler king. I can make pies all day. Let me add one more thing. Um, this is something that I greatly underestimated early on, editing your podcast. And I'm not talking about necessarily edit, editing it for sound quality because if you use a good mic, and you have a halfway decent system, the sound is going to be fine. You're not going to have to change the levels at all. It's about editing your podcast for unnecessary commentary. Editing your podcast for sneezing, coughing, uh, uh, you know, getting uh, up, uh, going uh, to the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, drinking a, you know, a water bottle, a sound, a siren in the background, cursing, even if you want to edit out cursing. Don't underestimate editing. So many people want to skip that step. They want to record it, 
boom, drop it on Anchor, drop it on Podbean, drop it on all these things, and then just be done with it, drop it on YouTube. Don't underestimate the power of editing your podcast unless you're doing a live show. Like some people are doing a live stream and doing a live show, and then that's totally different. But if you're going to do a live show, all the more so your production has to be tight. Yes, and I wholeheartedly agree with that because on that note, um, my format was actually supposed to start today with Twitch. And I had to just not say anything. I just had to put it on hold because we did a live test. Like, the, you know, because I had to get behind the scenes and either decide if I was going to Yard. And everybody knows that I'm an actual video gamer, so I got the OBS studio and I'm running it. Well, we did a test live and I realized that even though I've got everything set up on my end, without using StreamYard, I'm not getting the same mic quality from someone else. Zoom, if people if people use Zoom, and I say this about Zoom right now, if you go inside this Zoom and you download the settings to kill out the back noise and different things like that, you have to go in there and actually literally do it. And that's the thing with anything with this. like, And that's why people always like my technical advice because I go into the options. If you download the certain options, you can fix Zoom. Zoom as a native app is not good. This one that we're on right no. now, I tweaked it. Okay. And, and listen, I've gotten some really good sound quality out of Zoom under certain circumstances. For instance, when a person is using a good microphone. Yes. When a person's using a good microphone on their end, the sound quality is not bad. It's not bad. Where you get into a problem is where people do Zoom and use the laptop mic and you don't have a quality laptop. If you're using a MacBook, you're going to be okay, you know, <laughs> or they're in a, they're in a, um, they're in a, a area of the room is too open. They're on their cell phone. There's too much background noise, you know, or your internet connection isn't good. But if you have a solid internet connection, a halfway decent mic, and you use headphones, you can use Zoom to do all your um, your podcast, but I do recommend Zencaster. Yeah, and and I will say this: Zoom, Zencaster and River Riverside people use that, and and I'm going to eventually go over to Steamyard for a few episodes when I do the live episodes because I got one coming up about uh, pod fading because we're losing a lot of podcasts to that. But that's another topic for another day. All right, so Jamie, real quick, so that we can wrap this up because uh, appreciate you uh, definitely coming on. Um, the last thing, if you had a billboard and it was uh, out there, where's my favorite part of Pennsylvania? Only part of Pennsylvania I like is Lehigh area because I, I was an amateur wrestler. So, so Lehigh area, you got a billboard up there. What does it yep. say about you, your podcast, in the future? Let me repeat that one more time. Well, it's very, it's very, you don't have to repeat it because it's very interesting that you asked that question because really, to be quite honest, and I'm just announcing this on your show, I haven't really told anybody. Actually, I made like the kind of a cryptic tweet about it today. Um, I'm, my podcast is going to start to fade. You talk about podcast fade. Um, what Because we are in this post-COVID era now life has gotten back to normal somewhat um i'm back to heavy travel uh a lot just a lot more responsibility at work i don't have the um i have while i have time to record i don't have 
the time to edit and give you a quality product in a timely manner. So um, I've been finding that I've just been having a little bit more difficult. I have, you know, the grandkids running around the weekend. They're at the house. You know, I'm working a lot of hours, sometimes 10 to 12 hours a day. I'm traveling every month. Um, sometimes it just becomes a little bit difficult to stay up on top of the editing or to just give you a quality product. I really like to research my guests. I like to be able to have quality questions. I like to be able to pull them out and draw them out. And um, if I can't give that, then I, I'm not going to put out episodes. So I'm not saying that the Life Unplugged podcast is going away, but you will see less episodes being put out because I will put it out when I have time to put them out when I have time to dedicate to the production, when I have time to dedicate to uh, the preparation, the research that goes into it. So you've already started to see it a little bit. I don't put out episodes every week anymore. I've been putting out episodes like once every three weeks. Um, I am on the radio show, which allows me to um, give older episodes. So it's, it's episodes that have, they've already been out. And I can, I have plenty, you know, I have about 60 episodes that I can go back. So um, with that, so those are just reruns that you're hearing on the radio show. But um, if you notice, I haven't been putting out episodes every week. It's gone to every other week. Um, and that's why I said I, I have your, I, I still have to edit your episode. And once your episode is edited, then I'll put it out. But it's probably not going to be for another two to three weeks. So actually tonight I'm probably going to mess around editing it. All right. <laughs> So, but, so, because okay. I just wanted to get that out. So anyway, um, so with that being said, if there's a billboard, it's going to always say you're the premier interview podcast. Okay, and I like that. That's now, what that's what I always have. Now, one thing go I do on, that's what I always go by. One thing we do on the show, I do a testimony about the person who you are because you don't know who you are unless I tell you. So here we go, Jeremy. Um, you're an advocate. An advocate is a hard thing to do in this business. An advocate uh, has to stretch themselves thin sometimes. You have to cover things that other people aren't going to cover. You have to be innovative. Being innovative is a hard step because everybody thinks that everything is copy and paste. Um, I don't care how many interviews Larry King, Tavis Smelly have done. Every time you embrace an interview with someone, it is a different experience. It's a different way of speaking. It's a whole different jargon. Um, and you do it very well. You, James Lampkin, me, and uh, King Germ. I'm going to give him, him his respect there too. That's the Rushmore podcast and um, I've said it. Anybody else that wants to dispute it, say what you want, but the proof is in the pudding. So take that with you, put it in the bank, put it in a safe deposit box and then put it back in another safe past that. Now, your heart. Your heart in this business. Um, I understand because I'm going through the same thing you're going through now. Only thing is I was Tupac in this business when it came to recording episodes. I recorded so many that I just couldn't put them out. I'm not going to put out uh two episodes and three episodes a week i think that's ridiculous unless it's some fire if it's some fire i'll throw some throw something the other way bam now with you like the heart you have the way that you help people and you will never hear the testaments that i hear about you but i've never had a person speak bad about you you only got one beef in the business and we talked about that and that's just a joke you gotta show you yeah. gotta go it's a show you yeah, gotta go do you gotta show you gotta <laughs> yes so, so you're going to do like I do. You're going to do it on a Tuesday like I did today because we can't make that Friday show. We both know we can't. Friday is not. No. no. So, so on that one, 
um, I want to say you're you're more than a colleague. You're a friend of me in this business. Uh, I appreciate everything you do for people. You do for me. Um, and you don't know what you do for me, but I'll tell you what this. You make me work a little bit harder at what I do. I don't try to to supersede or pass anybody. I just try to stay in the same relevancy as you, as James. Anybody else, I don't care because whatever they're doing, it don't make sense. It doesn't make dollars. It don't do anything for my ego or anything. So when I hear you come out right. with an episode, I'm listening to it. And I'm saying, is this man still on point like Steve Nash? And he's still on point like Steve Nash. We're not going to talk about anything about in Philadelphia because the only thing that came out out of Philadelphia that's been good in the last few years has been the Phillies. So no, no offense, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hey, man, we won the Super Bowl. We did win the Super Bowl in 18. Right. But Phillies, when we talk about consistency in you, you and the Phillies, that's, that's just there. Uh, 76ers, I ain't going to say nothing. I'm a Virginia guy originally. So when Iverson was there, you know, we were there. Uh, oh, Vic, yeah. When Vic was there out in the area, oh, we yeah. were there. So Philadelphia yeah. and Virginia got a connection there. Now, and, and that is, I said, Virginia people. I am from, I live in West Virginia, but I'm from Virginia. Um, another key thing that you do in this business, you influence. You shake it up when you do lives, when you come out for them, because you don't come out too much anymore. When you were coming out for wow. them, people were shaking it up. And um, I follow suit like you. I, I stopped being that interactive. I stopped being that accessible because it's not necessary. I'm already who I am. And let's just put this here on wax today. You are a legend just like I'm a legend. We didn't make ourselves that, and I'm not bragging about it. But people have just decided that me and you were legend. Or and yeah. whatever we do, I'm gonna come talk I don't to know them. What happened. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, you heard that little sound. <laughs> like, like somebody's gonna come talk to Jeremy, they're gonna come talk to JR, but we're gonna end up talking to both of them at some point, not together, but apart to figure out what we're doing. And I don't know why we got that kind of respect. I love it, and I treat it the same way you do. Right. Anybody, anybody that needs help, I'm gonna give them the help they need. Uh and that's the testimony on you. You are a good spirit in podcasting. Um, definitely need you to just keep being that, that spirit that you are. If you slow down in podcasting, the thing that I need you to do and I need you to promise the world today is that you will still continuously produce episodes. It doesn't matter when they come out. They can be a month apart, two months apart. You've got the same kind of respect that Dolomite has. Dolomite could disappear from podcasting and come back with some episodes and people are going to keep listening. Me personally, I gotta keep it pumping like crack. If I don't have them out pumping like crack, people are gonna fall off. Not that I'm not good, not that my format's not, but people know that right. I'm high octane gas. I'm that 93. You're that 89. And that 89 yeah. holds truer than the 93. <laughs> the 93 works all the time. But when you got 89 in there, you're rolling. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. your respect in this business. And and I want you to keep that, hold on to that, uh, put it in the capsule and then sell it one day to people because uh, your advice and your knowledge in here, you could get out here and you could pass along what you know and develop your own courses. Because We've had this discussion a million times. I talk about certain uh, gurus and we didn't jump into that because I didn't want to tear anybody apart. But you are a guru in this. And you don't know it. And that's, wow. the only, that's the only beef I have with you is that you don't know that you, you have a true purpose in this. You are on equal plane with me when it comes to advice and different things like that, even with the technology. Because one thing that is truth be told about you, one day you decided to go to the Apple store and you bought the whole damn store. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Apple. Listen, if y'all not on your app, I mean, you can produce a quality show without Apple, but Apple is a different level. It's just a different quality. 
That's all I'll say about that. All right. And, and I and I don't want to jar anybody or make anybody upset with those comments, but I just say this. It's an easy platform. You can do what you can do. Windows is fine. Yeah. Just don't use a Chromebook. If you got a Chromebook, like don't podcast. You can get yeah, a Windows. Don't podcast on no Chromebook. Uh, you can get you a Windows. You can go on Zoom. You can barely go on Zoom on a Chromebook. Right. So, so on that notion, your testimony is this. You're tried and true, and you're great in this business. I don't want you to ever let anything top you. you down and, and make you feel like that you can take breaks and do what you need to do. Because, hell, I take breaks. Just because I got so much content, I did, sometimes I go months and not do nothing. I don't even get on Instagram. Them shit, the shit's automated. Right. If I answer a message, yeah. it's by choice. Yep. And people need your toolage. People need to know the tutorials that you got inside of you that you ain't put out yet. People need to know how to use that Zoom from our aspect. One thing that I don't shed a light on and I don't make anything black or white, but I'm saying this as actual experience. The reason why I show the different connections and use the mics and stuff like that is because people won't go buy stuff if they don't actually see people that they appreciate using it. And people appreciate yeah. you. So when you show them the Zoom, if you got the extra camera, just to show all this, this, and that, and just give them, you know, if you got the... Uh, the Quiet Storm voice, the Walt Baby Love voice. Remember Walt Baby Love? <laughs> so, so, so you, so you, that's what they all say, right? So you got that, you got that smooth voice. So you can just say that shit randomly. You can do that after you hook the mic up. You just pause. You ain't got to say nothing else. And just let the mic hook up the shit. And you can make a fake sound. You can go, and nobody it wouldn't matter. People just gonna follow it. So stay true to yourself and do what you do. But get them tutorials out there. And as a last note on this show. We do something called a shameless plug. You did one earlier. I need the yeah. biggest sh- the biggest shameless plug you can do about everything you got going on. And um, like, like I tell everybody, we're into a different season in podcasting. Even though you said that you're going to relax a little bit on it, people can still interact with you. That's one thing that oh, won't yeah. change regardless. I'll still be available. Oh, yeah. So going to that sh- with segue and real nicely into that is, of course, follow me on Instagram at lifeunplug underscore podcast. And on Twitter, that's where I'm the most active. That's where you can talk to me. That's where you can reply to my crazy comments at lifeunplug underscore one on Twitter. Okay. So you can interact with me on both of those sites. Right now, I have an episode out with um, So Problematic. It's available on all streaming platforms. And we touched on a lot of different topics. We talked about uh, being a woman in the sex-driven world. We talked about the state of podcast community. We talked about clicks in the podcast community. We talked about soulmates and we talked about getting married again and all the different topics. And they had some strong opinions. They had a show that's out that was so problematic. And of course, every Wednesday at five, I'm live on Latte Java Drips Radio. Um, <clears throat> Latte Java Drips Radio. Some rerun episodes, but if you haven't heard some of the episodes, you can. probably see them start to ramp up again all right now on that note uh like always any of the guests that are on my show provide me with the show notes for my show so audience you will be able to get all the information from jeremy about where you can get his links and everything i will make sure that they get seo proven 
pushed across Tumblr, through the mountains of all 13 social media platforms that I use on this podcast, and the backup team for West Virginia Commonplace, Trevor, Irish Steve, and whoever else will be pushing this one through the roof. Um, and after this episode, we're going to jump on live real quick because we've got a special announcement to make. So once again, guys, thank you for tuning in to West Virginia Commonplace. This has been an unfiltered episode. Unfiltered episodes are provided by me and the great people at Sometime Cinema. We are out here trying to get these unfiltered episodes, get the nitty gritty out here and make episodes fun. My my Thursday shows are real structured sometimes, and I don't like that sometimes, but that's what I'm known for. So guys, once again, this is JR from West Virginia Commonplace with Jeremy from Life Unplugged. We're out of here. Oh, hold on. I need to stop the recording. (laughs) 